So are you um, like a like a Peter Parker? Can I can I I'm like Peter Parker. Yeah. The Peter Parker. Um I am Peter Parker. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I don't wait, are you gonna be in the new movie? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Power Play. It's 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 been a it's been a minute since the last episode, but on today's show, I am joined by Sean De Pasquale. I really hope I'm saying that right. We just went over it because I told him a second ago before <laughs> this recording went live. I was like, dude, I was sitting here for two hours of the night, like just trying to pronounce your name. I'm like, I can't sound like an idiot. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna just gonna man up and ask him. But thanks yeah. for coming on the show, brother. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, but for everyone that doesn't know who you are, I happen to stumble upon you through Instagram. I was looking for guests and I'm a big pop culture guy. So okay. I'm like, let's look for people. And my cousin is a big pop culture guy as well. And he actually happened to find you. And um, he's because I just recently started getting into comic books. So, you know, I'm, I'm always into I've been into Marvel. I'm into not DC, not as much. But, you know, I like all that stuff. Same. and. I was yeah. like, yo, comic books. I just bought my first three the other day, actually. Nice. But Congratulations. I saw. So you're a journalist. Uh, I am a writer. A writer. Uh, I am a writer. I write. Uh, I've, I've written uh, TV and I've sold a couple movie scripts and I've written a bunch of comic books. Um, I also work uh, with some online publications. I've done, you know, I've written for Nerdist. Um, Screen Rant, who I'm currently working for as an mm-hmm. editor. Um, uh, where else did I write? Uh, Wizard Magazine, which was an old comic book magazine back in the day. They tra- they re- did, did an online relaunch. I wrote for them for, for a while. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I am a writer first and foremost. That's how I identify myself uh, professionally. But I'm also a podcast producer, editor, whatever, <laughs> you know? I think when you're a professional writer and you're not uh you know you haven't like fully broken into just like getting paid to write mm-hmm. you end up doing whatever job will come your way and right. i you know would much rather do a myriad of jobs in the entertainment industry than like go work you at just like be a, a writer right you know yeah and like go work at a store or something in between so so how did you uh how did you get like into writing? Is it something you're always into? Because I mean, I see all the posters behind you. I'm assuming those are your comic books, right? That you've written. Uh yeah, the the two on on either side of me. Uh, those are both books I've written. This is a thing we made when I worked uh for Macaulay Culkin's Bunny Ears project. Yeah, and that's uh that's actually a poster for a a movie uh called Pick It Up, which is a documentary about uh, music. What year is it from? You know. Yeah, that came out this year. Uh, oh, it came out about, this year? Yeah, or last year. It came out, oh I think it actually came out during I've quarantine. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's called uh, Pick It Up, Ska in the 90s. And it's, uh, it's a, uh, a documentary. It's on Amazon now, I think, about, oh, um, about uh, ska music, which is a genre of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how'd you, how'd you get into writing? How did this all start? You know, were so, you just like, sitting around one day and like, I want to write? Yeah, I, well, I was a... Uh, I was a, a theater kid in mm. when I was younger and I went to this performing arts high school. Um, I'm from Florida originally. And uh, I, I was like, you know, I was like an actor and I thought I wanted to be an actor, like some kind of performer. Um, and then around 11th grade, I just 
I, I just lost interest in, in performing and got really, really interested in the other side of things. I started directing some of the plays at my school. And then I started writing on my own, you know, like little scripts. And then, you know, I tried to write movies, uh, just sort of like breaking, you know, figuring out how to even do it, how to like write a screenplay, that kind yeah. of stuff. And then I went to school for, for writing for film and TV uh, in Philadelphia. And then um, I really wanted to write a comic book. So the first like thing that I ever like wrote that got made was this comic book um, that my grandparents gave me money to like self-publish. Um, my friend Dave Kushner did the art. And then we went around to like comic book conventions and just sold the book to anyone who would buy it at like a little, you know, we got like a little table yeah. at like local cons. Um, and that sort of like really got me, that was like the first thing that I was like, oh, I did this and I made it and it's finished. And yeah, and then I was just like, this is what I wanna do. I wanna just write and I'll take any paying job I can get that is writing or writing adjacent uh until yeah. you know i'm making enough money to just be full-time writing the shit that i want to write so um, you'd say you i guess really gained interest for writing late in high school right yeah it would be like by halfway through high school i i i had never really th thought about it i guess right kind of just i was playing. a big reader and mm -hmm. i loved play reading plays and stuff and books and you know stephen king i was a huge St stephen king fan as a kid um but I just, I don't know. I, it never really, it, it just didn't feel like something I could do until I started doing it. And then I was like, oh, I like doing this. Did you go to college for it? Yeah. You yeah you did? Where'd you go? I went to the University of the Arts in Philly. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's yeah. based around that. I, uh, yeah. I was I, a little uh, story on myself. I was going to go for writing. You know, I found writing in high school, really. Um, I'd don't like to read. I do now that I'm out of school, I think, because when I was in school, I was like, I don't want to read. I'm forced to read Romeo and Juliet again, you know? So yep. I found stuff that I enjoyed. And like I, like I said, at the beginning here, I um, bought my first three comic books, still have yet to read them. I bought a comic book box and everything, and nice. I'm going to read them eventually. And it's something I want to read, but I like, it was weird because I like to write, but I didn't like mm -hmm. to read, you know, I like to create. And I think that's where the whole like wanting to be in the entertainment business happened for me, mm -hmm. you know, and now I write not necessarily script, but I write down little notes for podcasts and I'm currently still, still working on a book. It's, it's been about a year now I'm working. It's a book about myself and I want to write comics and, you know, I want to do these things, but now you got into comics. How did that even begin? Why comics? You know, why not tell stories where comics just, I guess of interest for you or what made you grab? Well, I mean, yeah, I was a, I'm a, I'm a huge comic book fan. I was a huge comic book buyer and reader growing up. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, movies are tough to make, uh, especially when you don't know what you're doing and you don't have any money to do it. And, you know, um, novels are take a long time to write. And I wanted to do something that like, I understood how it, was made and I already knew the process of comics just from being so mm -hmm. interested in it and reading about it. And I had a friend who was an artist who really wanted to draw a comic book because he was also a big comic book fan. And so it was like, okay, we can do this. Like we can just, you don't, the, the nice thing about comics is it's like very do it yourself. You know, you, you don't need anyone. Like if you can draw even better and right. if you can't, and, you, and all you really need is just find one person that does the art. 
you know, I taught myself how to put the letters and like do the lettering and the word balloons. I'd like, I just taught myself how to do that. I looked it up. I bought some books on it. You know, I got illustrator on my computer. Um, I think that was like illustrator, like version four at that point. <laughs> um, and I just like learned, I just like, I mean, you know, I go back and I look at that book now and like, you know, it's, you know, cute, but like terrible. Right. Um, and, and, you know, but it was important because like I, I did it and I accomplished it and I was so proud of it. And, um, you know, and then I wrote a second issue and, um, and then I started because I had taught myself how to do the lettering in the comic, I knew how to do it. And so I had some friends that were also making their own books. And so I was like, oh, I'll letter your books for you. And so then I started doing that. And that eventually led to like a, you know, a professional lettering career that I had for quite a while um, where I was, you know, I, where I've done books for Image Comics, Oni Comics, um, a whole bunch of different indie publishers. Um, you know, I, I think by the time I like sort of retired from lettering comics, uh, I had done something close to like 200 issues, 300 wow. issues of comics, um, all, you know, all, all told. Um, so yeah, you know, and, and I mean, and again, it's like when you, when you want to write, um, you have to pay the bills somehow before people are paying you right. to write, you know, and I, I worked, I, you know, I was a waiter, I worked in, uh, retail, but none of those jobs were satisfying at all. Yep, so I packed up all my stuff about, uh, now it's been about 12 years, I guess. Um, I was in my mid twenties, packed up all my shit and drove across the country and came to California to Los Angeles. And I was like, okay, I'm going to work in the entertainment industry. I'm never going to work in a restaurant or coffee shop again, or retail store. And I had some friends out here who I like hooked up with who were working on various television shows. I got my first like entertainment industry job out here was as a costume assistant on a TV show called Franklin and Bash, which was on TNT with Mark Paul Gossler and um, Breck and Meyer were the leads. And I just worked my ass off. I had no interest in costume design or costume department, but it was a job and right. it paid and, it and I was a business dude. And I got to be on set. And yep. like, I, I ended up working for this really nice woman who was so supportive. And at the end of the first season, she was like, well, you know, if we come back for another season, I'm, obviously I would love to have you back with us, you know, but I know you, you really want to write and you really want to do this stuff. And the show's um, line producer, the executive producer, uh, was looking for an assistant. And she's like, so if we come back for another season, I'm going to float your name to him. Mm-hmm. And we got a second season and I ended up working for him. Um, and we did, you know, four seasons of that show. And then he took me on to a couple other shows. So, you know, I just, I, I just took whatever job I could. And I, I learned so much from that job because, you know, the, the EP gets to do everything. So mm-hmm. I, you know, and his, his assistant, I got to do everything with him. So I got to see production through on multiple television series from start to, to finish um, cancellation. In many cases, uh, we shot a bunch of pilots that didn't go anywhere, but it was, you know, one of the best jobs I ever had. And throughout all that, I just kept writing. I would go home after, you know, a 13 hour day at work and come home and I would write, comics and my own stuff and pilots and all of that crap. And then when he retired, he was an older guy. When he retired, 
I, you know, was like, okay, I got to stay in this industry and keep doing something. Uh, so I started to work uh, online and that's when I got my first job with Nerdist and started doing that kind of sort of like more news journalism, I guess yeah. we call it. I don't, you know, I don't feel like a real journalist, but. So are you um, like a, like a Peter Parker? Can I, can I... I'm like Peter Parker. Yeah. The Peter Parker. Um, I am Peter Parker. Oh shit. <laughs> I don't, wait, are you going to be in the new movie? Yeah, I wish. Uh, I would like to just see a trailer for the new movie. I would great, too, honestly, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I when I saw Venom got pushed back, I'm like, we're never getting a trailer for Spider Man. We're never getting happening. anything it, ever dude, again. Nothing, if you nothing. if you have a single listener who isn't vaccinated, I implore you, just go get the goddamn vaccine and wear your mask so that we can all go see Spider Man, please. Please, we're never gonna see it. It doesn't matter. They're not even gonna come out with the movie. They're gonna come out with the trailer after the movie. <laughs> that would be a problem. I like. I just want to see Ghostbusters, and that's gonna get pushed back again. And it's like, like, uh, you know, at this point, I'm like, I don't do it for me or you. Do it so we can all go see good movies in the movie theater again. That's all. Like, please, I'm so sick of watching for movies on TV. Just yeah. So sick of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's popcorn a, theater. Popcorn. The popcorn does hit different. You, it's, it's not different. the same. Like you'll go to the grocery store and you'll see like the movie theater popcorn. It's like oh my god, it's not. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not it's the same. Not the same. Nope. Not the same. See, now that movie theaters are some are closed, some are open. I think we should go into a movie theater and take the popcorn machine so we can have popcorn at the house. <laughs> the closed ones. <laughs> closed ones. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. 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 I want to touch back up on your comics. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When did you publish your first comic book? When like when did this all happen? Savior number seven, which was the, in fact, I have, so this, this shows you. Uh, okay, go grab it, yeah. So, okay, so this was the original cover to Savior number seven. It's painted on like canvas board. This was um, very, this was, so the, the book came out, I think it says 2003 inside the front cover. Hmm. So we probably made this in like two, we probably working on it 2001 to 2002. Um, I remember having to go to a uh a construction company yeah, yeah. and ask them if i could use their blueprint scanner because scanners weren't this big and scanning technology was not great at home at the time right and so i had to go to this construction company i was like can i use your giant blueprint scanner to scan this file in so that i can turn it into a comic a printed comic book cover um and then we used uh you know illustrator to add like our names yeah, yeah. and stuff um, so yeah, so I, so I think the books, I think it was 2003 and then, um, awesome. and then we did the second one took about a year because my artist was very slow. Um, and, and, uh, and then we, we got a second one out and then we were the script and like two pages were drawn for issue three. And then my, my buddy who was doing the art kind of was like, I think I'm done. I don't really think this is what I want to do with my life. And that was fair. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I was like, all right, well, I'll just going to work on something else. And then I yeah. just started on another book, you know, and another right. book. And just to let you know, when your first comic came out, I was two years old. Oh, cool. Well, two. there you go. That was like the fact that like you've written so much since then, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. But yeah. Um, I've got, uh, let's see to my name. I have, um, I would say I think about six or seven printed uh, uh, series. 
Wow. Um, Plume, Galaxies for Hire, Detectives in Space, uh, Savior 7, um, uh, Pixies. What did I say? Plume? I was I Plume. A lot. I did not write yeah. Plume. Uh, now Pixies. tell me more about these. How do you how do you come up with these ideas? You know, because like you said earlier, movies really can't be made, you know, just from scratch. You know, they most yeah. of them come from comic books. How do you like you know, <laughs> I see pixels back there? How did that come about? You know, like how? You know, what give me the process. Yeah. Your process. Well, so Pixies is an mm. Pixies is an interesting Pixies, one. Sorry. I said um, Pixies, Pixies was a I was working for this comic book publisher out of Canada called Arcana Arcana Comics. And um the publisher had published another book of mine um and then had this sort of idea and was like, I have got this kind of idea. You know, there's this guy and he's really unlucky, and then he finds out that he's under a curse by these like little pixies. And he has to figure out a way to break the curse. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, would you want to kind of flesh out a, a script and we'll get it, we'll do a comic. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. So we did, I float, I, I, I wrote, kind of fleshed out the whole thing, came up with all the characters and stuff, wrote a script. He found an artist, um, the publisher found an artist and then it got made. And then he ended up turning that property into uh there's a animated film called pixies yeah. which you can see online that you know sure. i it's based on a comic book i wrote right. and based on a screenplay that i wrote so that's pretty cool um uh galaxies for hire which is this one behind me over here um that one was my own idea and that came from uh three places. One was an ex-girlfriend of mine had a tattoo on the back of her leg that was this cool like looking space chick. She had like a ray gun and she was like all cool looking. And I was like, man, I, I want to like make, I want to yeah. write like a, I want to write a story about this cool space chick on your leg. Um, and so that was the first seed. And then that kind of percolated for a while. And then I also wanted to write something about my sister's relationship with one another. Mm -hmm. uh, so then I decided it would be two space girls and they'd be sisters and they'd be running around in space, having like adventures. And then the third influence that came into it was, um, um, I, I really wanted to make like a, um, I, I got really into the show Firefly by Joss Whedon. And so oh, then yeah. I was like, yeah. I really wanted like a team. I wanted to try, I had never written like a team book. So I was like, I'm gonna create a whole team and they're all gonna be in space and they're all gonna fly around and go on adventures. And then, so that's sort of how that one came about. Yeah. I don't know, my ideas come from random places. Yeah, I mean, uh, and now as somebody who, you know, I've written in high school, you know, I'm not, I'm not the writer that you are, but I have these ideas and I have these things I wanna put on paper and sometimes I don't know how. So can you give any advice to aspiring writers or people who wanna write, you know, let's say comics, because that's what you do. Do you have any yeah. advice for them? Um, yeah, I mean, if the problem is you just can't get it on paper, then like the, the, the not super helpful, but only advice is like, do it. Like yep. you just have to do it. Like you have to write, um, writers write and you have to write every day. Even when you don't want to write, you have to write something. So I would say start small and tell yourself like, okay, I'm going to write, you know, a two paragraph, whatever every day, I'm gonna write two paragraphs, you know, and then up it to a page and then up into, you know, five pages. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, just write, 
I mean, I wrote, I have, for all the things that I've written that have been published or made or sold, I have a million more things that I like got halfway through and stopped or did only one draft of and never went back and finished it or, um, you know, sketched out a detailed outline for and never fleshed out into script form. So it's not about like writing and finishing a thing and getting it made. It's just writing. So mm, that, that the advice sure. is like, just, just sit down and do it. You know, if you, you got an idea for a thing, okay. Don't have like an ending, whatever, like just start writing. Like, what's the idea, you know, uh, right. uh, or a character, like write about that character. I, I would go to coffee shops and I would look at people and then I would find two people and I would write dialogue for them. You're funny looking. I'm going to use you in my comic. Well, I would just write dialogue. I would see <laughs> right. like a lady sitting by herself drinking coffee and I would be like, what's that lady's life like? And so All I right. would write like dialogue for that lady. Like, oh, you know, I'm doing this. I'd write little monologues or I would see like a couple and they would be like bickering. And then I would write like what they were saying from their point of yeah. views, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, that's the kind of stuff that I would do if I was like writer's block, you know? Like if you can't get your own stuff out, mm -hmm. then you just do, you just you find around stuff. around you, yeah. Yeah, do shit around yeah. you. And like, honestly, as cheesy as it is, like go buy a couple of writing prompt books. They're yeah. super helpful when you're stuck. They are. they are super helpful just to keep the wheels turning. You've got to, it's like anything, man. It's yeah. a muscle, you know? It's like, if you don't exercise for a couple days, then it's much like more likely that you're going to not exercise for a couple weeks and then a couple months and then you get fat and then you're like, shit. Yep. And then it's really hard to get back into the exercise. It is. You know? So I think it's the same thing with writing. You know, it, it you got to just, you have to force yourself to just get something out just to keep mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Lubricate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I truly, I'm a big believer, like, dude, if you want to do something, then just do it. Like, you know, if you're not going to procrastinate, you know, like if you want to write comics, you're going to write comics, you know, no matter how you're feeling, like this podcasting, I love it. You know, yeah. I, I might be feeling down one day, but I'm going to podcast because it's what I like to do. And you're not going to feel great every day. You're not, you're just not, you're not. And it's just, it's a known fact, but you're in the entertainment business and you do a lot and you've been involved with many podcasts you're a co-host on two do you mind telling me about those two and then i actually want to talk about macaulay culkin's bunny ears i have a few questions for that as sure. well but tell me about yeah. the two that you're involved with right now sure so i work uh i i have one podcast both podcasts well okay so i have one show called wrestling with friends and that was a, a that was a pandemic podcast we me and my two childhood buddies ethan and dave were doing a lot of zooms and keeping up with each other and had all been huge wrestling fans back in the day. Um, and Dave kind of like watches more now than Ethan and I. And he would like tell us what was going on in wrestling and we talk about it. And I was like, we should just do a show where we yeah. talk about why we love wrestling and like our friendships. And then we talk to other people who love wrestling, but like rather than talk about like news or what's going on in wrestling, we talk about like, you know, how they got into it, why they love it, you know, um, because that's what we like, you know, we sit around and talk about old wrestling shit that we like love. Yeah. And like a lot of our friendship was based around going to wrestling events and talking about it. Wrestling. You, it's not the wrestling is not the same anymore. It's not. It's not. I, I agree. Really not. Not everyone 
agrees. Yeah, my, my buddy Dave's still super into it. I just, there was an era for me and that era passed, but I still love it in my heart, you know? Yeah, so. no, I, I feel you because I used to watch it. I stopped watching it maybe back in like 2014, 2015. I was just like, yeah. eh, I mean, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a CM Punk guy. I love CM Punk. And like, after he left, I was just like, it's not the same. And it it's, it's really, I don't know. It just shows. I don't, I stopped watching. So I really can't say much, but when I was watching, I noticed it and it's just, it changed. Yeah. 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 I think you also, I, for me, it also just feels like it was a, a form of entertainment. I kind of grew out of, mm-hmm. um, I like things to be a little more complex, but yeah, they, I mean, there was a time. And then the other podcast actually leads into bunny ears because it started as a joke. Um, we did a bunny ears episode and we were like short on time and we needed some filler and, um, me and my co-host, uh, Toria, Toria Sheffield, we pitched this idea that we would, we would be like, Oh, it'd be funny if we did a bunch of ads at the end of this bunny ears episode, uh, for fake podcasts that we're never going to release. And so we made a bunch of them. And one of them was, um, was a podcast about the nanny, which is an old sitcom from like the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then again, years later, uh, the, the pandemic was in full effect and Tori and I were chatting one day and HBO max announced that they were going to release, they were going to add the nanny to streaming on HBO max. And I was like, you know, it would be really funny if we watched a couple of these and then we were like record the nanny podcast we, we fake, we made a fake ad for. And we watched like a couple of episodes and recorded an episode of the podcast, which we now call Old Mr. Sheffield, which is a line from the show. And we were like, oh, the show's actually like kind of good. And it would be interesting to like really do this and talk yeah. about it every week. And Tori and I get along great. We have a really good relationship with each other. So it became like a real thing. And, and the weird thing is, is like we put it out and it did like, it does really well. Like a lot of people listen and yeah. like, like people are like, you know, responding to us and stuff. So that we were just like, all right, well, I guess we should just keep doing this. So our, you know, I mean, the nice thing about it is the series ends. So we'll do it for until we get to the last episode of the nanny and then, then we'll be done, yeah. you know? And yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I, it's really fun. I really like talking to Toria. So it's like a good excuse for us to catch up each week and, nice. you know, watch this perfect dude. Just, old show. Like I said, you're just in the entertainment business where you're just doing shit. Just now, bunny shit. ears. Now, bunny ears. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved? Because you're the chief creator. Well, you were. I don't, I know the show is not still going on, which I want to yeah. touch up on that as well. I want to ask you about sure. that. But sure. when you were involved, you were the chief creative officer. How did yeah. you meet Macaulay? How did this start? Uh, so, this all started um, the uh, one of, one of several writing partners that I have is this guy named Matt Cohen. And he's also a good friend of mine. And he, he was on the show, wasn't he? Was he on bunny ears? He was on the show. He, he was, was the co-host was, of yeah. bunny ears. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he was friends with Colkin through some mutual friends and Colkin was, you know, looking to do this project. And part of the project was a podcast. And the other aspect was a website. And then there was like a video component and so he sort of brought Matt in to co-host the podcast because Cohen has done a ton of podcasts. And after they launched the, the podcast, you know, 
he was looking for someone to sort of come in and launch this satire website like The Onion or like Hard Time News. Um, he wanted to do a satire website, but he wanted to make fun of like lifestyle yeah. brands and stuff, yeah. you know, like Gwyneth Paltrow, like these celebrities that like start these like lifestyle brands and they sell candles and all this right. other, you know, bullshit. And I thought it was like a brilliant idea. And I had been working, you know, writing and, and, and all this. And Matt was like, you know, Sean would be a great guy to talk to, you know, he's a funny guy. And and could, could definitely pull this off. So I met with Colkin and he told me what he sort of wanted to do. I was initially hired as the editor in chief for the website. Um, and then as we sort of grew, I got moved up to the chief creative officer of the whole company. Um, we did, you know, hundreds and hundreds of articles. It's all still up. If you go to bunnyears.com, mm -hmm. yeah, you can yeah. read it. I was uh, on the other day. So much stuff I'm really proud of. And we have like a YouTube channel where we did some really funny collaborations with like other YouTubers and made some original content there. And, and then we did, I think 50 or just shy of 50 episodes of the podcast. Um, maybe more, I can't remember now, but I know we were like short of either 50 or a hundred, some milestone where I was like, well, we just have to do like five more and we'll be there. And then, yeah. And um, I mean, ultimately, I think it was never meant to be a long-term project. Um, it was, you know, like many of Colkin's endeavors, it was like a fun, weird side thing that he wanted to do, much like the pizza band, mm -hmm. uh, much like, you know, some of the weird videos he's made on his own. And, you know, we, uh, then he got very busy with, um, with doing American Horror Story. Yep. And then he had a kid. So we're on a semi-permanent hiatus. You know, um, I don't know if it's something that he'll ever circle back to. I, I think if he does, obviously, like all of us that were involved would like come back in a heartbeat and, and work on it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was it was one of the most fun and fulfilling jobs that I've ever had. Like I got to do so much cool shit all the right. time. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Got to travel. I, you know, got to meet a bunch of cool people. We got to, we went out and we shot um, a bunch of, of stuff with the uh, red letter media guys mm. uh, who are freaking awesome dudes. Um, we shot a, the, he did that, that home alone Google commercial, which yep. he and I yep. wrote together. Um, and got to be out there while we shot that, that thing. It was great. I mean, it was a it was a, a truly phenomenal experience, and I met some lifelong friends. Toria is a good example. My friend Tom, um, who was our our um, who took over as the editor in chief once I I moved up. Mm -hmm. Tom Hawkins, genius, uh, brilliant comedy writer, and um, yeah, and I and I you know I hired so many. I mean, at one point we had about. 50 writers were freelance writers wow. working for us writing the various articles and each one is, is a genius i i i am currently um the editor of the trailer park boys comic book and oh, yeah. i it's an anthology nice. book yeah. and i hired all as many of my old bunny ears writers as i could or were available or were interested i had i brought over to write little stories in the in the trailer park boys book which is on sale now you should definitely go buy that comic. Um, I will link it down in the description. Yep. I'll do that, dude. But what are, what are the chances? Like, I mean, you might not know. Like, give me a percentage chance of 
how like when when bunny has to come back because i was reading the other day i was listening to episodes and i'm like let me go to the reviews and they're like matt come back like where are you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just for one episode man i don't you know i don't i really i really couldn't say i know he's like very fulfilled and happy right now with with um his lady and his kid and you know the guy doesn't have to work if he doesn't want to mm-hmm. and he yeah. really lives his life in a in a way where you know he feels rightfully that he put in a lot of time in his childhood to get yeah. to a place where as an adult he only has to do things if he thinks they're great you know and or if they're going to pay him a buttload of money and the podcast never really paid a buttload of money it was just something that we did you know mm-hmm. um and I think that like he, you know, so I don't know. I think like yeah. the, the, along the, for the, ride, the fun yeah. thing with Colkin is like when the whim hits, he will go and he will go hard and fully commit to the thing. And that was like the fun of it. But it's also, you know, if he's not feeling it or if he's busy with other stuff and things take priority as a, as a, you know, as a kid certainly will. I think he likes to put his all into the things that he does. And so right now that's being a dad and everything else takes a back seat, which I, I totally right. understand. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm currently engaged and Congrats. You know, we, we really talk a lot about being able to get to the point where, you know, cause she's um, in law, you know, finishing up law school is going to be an mm-hmm. attorney. We really talk a lot about getting to a place where like, we can just enjoy our lives and not yeah. have to stress about money and money. Work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough subject to even touch up on. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the real answer is like, I really don't know, but you know, Mac I'll knows I'm down for the ride. Yeah. 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 Totally. Dude, I might have to get him on here and talk about that because his story luck. <laughs> is insane. But yeah, thank you for yeah. the luck. But dude, thank you for coming on the show today, brother. It was an honor. Of course. It yeah. No, thank you for having me. This was this was super fun. And um I uh I you know, I don't feel like I'm um anyone special. So it's certainly nice to chat about myself for a little bit. But yeah, I do hope I do want to you know, please if you like hearing me uh yabber on listen to either one of the podcasts they're available everywhere and um and go check out the trailer park boys comic i am very very proud of all the work in it we have some incredible artists and writers you can link your social media if you want to so people know awesome. just anything dude anything. oh yeah and um and yeah if people want to find me i'm on twitter at sean writes uh and on instagram at sean writes and and yeah thanks dude Perfect. really dude, appreciate thank it thank you for nice coming on you. man it was an honor yeah of course nice meeting you you as well